Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday. I'm Jason Cundy and welcome to another edition of the TalkSport Daily Podcast. In today's poddy, we've got the reaction to Manchester United crashing out of the Champions League against RB Leipzig. Darren Goff clashes with a caller on drive over Paul Pogba. And Simon Floppyhead Jordan isn't happy with Birmingham City potentially closing their academy. But we kick things off with the reaction to Manchester United's trip to Leipzig. What a disaster that turned out to be. With Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's men needing just one point to qualify from the group. Here's the fallout on my show with Perry Groves on the Jason Cundy Sports Bar. And it wasn't, wasn't happy for many United fans. Oh, Maguire's left it, Kluivert's in, and he's chipped it over the top of David De Gea, and a Harry Maguire mistake may just have guaranteed that Manchester United are going out of the Champions League. We didn't perform as a team well enough, and that's that's always the, the manager's uh, responsibility, to get everyone ready. We knew they were going to come at us, we knew they were going to put crosses in the box, and... Unfortunately, we, we conceded two two goals and we never got going. Swinging across towards the far side, towards Angelino, and Angelino scores the first goal of the game. What a fantastic strike, the man on loan from Manchester City. The McTominay and Matic in the middle of the park for the first half an hour were absolutely getting played. They had no support in there, they had 3v them, they were popping balls around. Angelino on the left-hand side has acres of space. And I felt for Wambazak, I mean, talk about out of his depth, he looked like he was out of his depth. You could see in the opening three or four minutes, once they got their noses in front of uh, Leipzig, they kept going out there. To not rectify that, to not do something about it. And also, right, you can blame the manager, of course you. If the players on the pitch can see it, and they must feel it, surely they've got to say, Greenwood, for the next ten minutes, come and sit in here, stop that ball but getting into Angelino's feet. Sometimes, I, I I think back and I look at uh, look at this season and I look at the players and I actually admire them for being ready as they are at times. De Gea should have come out, I think, almost turned his back on it. You'd expect him to spread himself and be a touch more aggressive at the feet of Clive Hurt. I think he was almost favourite to get there first and pulled away from the challenge. Today, it just didn't work for us. It's, it is a difficult uh, season. It is, there are difficult circumstances this year. And, of course, we were up for it. And the character and effort, I can't fault. He's out of his depth, tactically, and he hasn't got that aura about him for a club of Manchester United stature. So it'd be interesting to see, obviously, what the callers think, because I, have, I said it right at the start, they shouldn't give him the job. Because he's, he's an ambassadorial sort of character, really. Everybody loves him, mm-hmm. right? Now, the decision is, do you sack him before 
the Manchester Derby at the weekend. No, well, you don't. Not now, but why that, not? But well, I don't think you do. I, th- I, th- I don't. Think I would, to... but they won't. What should have been the, the deciding factor last season is how we got to the semi-finals last season and we didn't win them. That's as far as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer can take us. The bottom line here is that you're obviously Ole out. I wasn't till tonight. I've been giving them as many chances, just like oh, you. So said. you was given Ole a chance. So you was Ole and you was Ole I've given him many chances. Season. Are you sure? Yeah, I've given them many chances. Well, in the Champions League, the match between Paris Saint-Germain and Istanbul, Bashak Shakir, was suspended just 14 minutes in after a match official was accused of using a racist term towards one of the away side's backroom staff. Istanbul alleged fourth official Sebastian Koltescu used a racist term towards assistant coach Pierre Weibo. UEFA tweeted they're aware of an incident and will be conducting a thorough investigation. The way to deal with the, any incidents of racism is simply to stop playing, to walk off the pitch. Players are not here for that. And what we saw tonight was Mbappe turning around to his teammates and saying, come on, guys, we're going. And they're all gone. And that's it. I think this is a sea change now because a line in the sand has been drawn. High-profile players have shown it can be done. And I think now when there are incidents of racism, other players will show a similar solidarity and walk off the pitch. Pogba continued to be the talking point in the build-up to United's Champions League match with Leipzig. His agent has suggested that the World Cup winner will need to leave Old Trafford in the next transfer window. More money. This was the take of Jamie O'Hara, former United coach Rennie Mullenstein, Simon Jordan, but first Darren Goff clashes with a caller on drive. Fernandes coming in suddenly upped his game and Pogba upped his because Fernandes were out of this world when he went to Manchester United. And when he got them in both together, they did look as though it was going to go the right way with both of them in the side. Coffee, just picking up... No, no, I don't agree whatsoever, but... <laughs> picking, 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 up on something, um, picking up on something that you said before, Coffee. Go on. You said you'd play him if... Personally, he had, a, he had a one-to-one with Solskjaer and said, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Just ask me at my agent, but yeah, I, I'm okay. If I was Solskjaer, I'd be saying, no, no, that's your agent. You go out to the public and say, there's nothing to do with me. I want to play for United. Otherwise, you're going to make me look like a mug. Well, that's, you your, old, that's your old school management style, though, isn't it? And there's nothing wrong with it, mate. I'm, 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 I'm not disagreeing with you. That's what you would do, but... Oli Gunnar Solskjaer might be totally different. You also brought up a point that he's popular with the other team. Well, it seems it. Seems very oh, popular. Well, so I'll put him in then because everyone likes him. Well, you're saying nobody likes him. Just because we the fans... So don't, don't put him in just because the fans don't... Do like- OK, so don't play him because the fans don't like him. Well, uh, yeah, I like, like Jamie Kelly. I said, and obviously I don't agree with him very often, but you see, he's the most overrated player in football. They should cash in on him. Get 100 million for him if they can yes, and they move can. him on and get him out of the club. Because for me, even though I still think he's a brilliant player and he scored a great goal at the weekend, him and his agent are just a toxic nature that you don't want at your football club. And let's not forget that Manchester United are a top three in world football football club. So they don't need this nonsense from a player who's not even doing the business. It's Pogba, left footed strike. Oh, what a goal from Paul Pogba. It's brilliant. It's absolutely sensational, that equaliser from Paul Pogba. This is such poor timing. Yes, he scored a goal, that's it. So what a surprise that he comes out with it. He puts an unbelievable amount of pressure around the whole situation. As soon as Paul's agent realises this is a team sport and we, we work together, the better. 
Mina Riola is an unfortunate byproduct of a rather ghastly industry at times that allows people like him, that should really be underneath a stone, to come out and make these sort of conversations and comments and come on shows like ours and not take exception when someone has a reasonable question to ask him about something else. But this is the agency world. But unless the football world is going to turn around and say, sanction agents for speaking in this fashion during contract periods, then we're not going to get anything changed. Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola has been speaking to the media ahead of tonight's Champions League game with Marseille. City take on Neighbours United this Saturday, live on Game Day. Game Day on TalkSport. But Pep has said that he won't be resting players ahead of the game. Of course he won't. I don't rest players. I don't rest players. I don't say these players don't play now because I've been thinking about uh, the other ones. We play against Oporto like we played to qualify first in the Champions League and I put in our players and they were awesome. We concede one clear chances and, and no more against Oporto. It's incredible success. So I want to win this game. And after Thursday, Friday, I'm going to think about the game against United. Millwall fans applauded as their team and QPR players came together to hold an anti-racism banner before the match at the Den. On Saturday, players were booed as they took the knee before the championship match with Derby. Hugh Wisencroft and reporter Tony Incenzo were on air on TalkSport's kick-off show as it happened. The music is turned down, the cry of Millwall, the whistle blows, the QPR players are down taking a knee. And tremendous applause. The Millwall players stay on their feet, but tremendous applause all the way around this stadium. And it really is nice to see that the players have put on a show of solidarity and turned the atmosphere around at the Den. Two great community clubs. They do marvellous work. Rangers kick off with Ilias Chair, and it's Millwall nil, Queen's Park Rangers nil. Uh, Tony Incenzo, thank you. Great to see Millwall's players stayed on their feet, of course. Many would say that maybe the reaction would have been different had they not, but you can only say it was a positive reaction inside the New Den this evening. Uh, the likes of Asai Samuel at Queen's Park Rangers on one knee, his fist in the air. Uh, Malon Romeo saying thank you to Queen's Park Rangers players as well. The gesture in solidarity that they made, in particular for him as a fellow player out on the pitch this evening as well, but all of them, all of the players and the people involved with Millwall and Queen's Park Rangers tonight, making a stand, a stance, an important one for football as well. Championship side Birmingham City are considering the future of their academy that developed England midfielder Jude Bellingham. The club are exploring a B and C team model similar to one used by Brentford. Former Palace owner Simon Floppyhead Jordan labelled the move narrow-minded. I think it's very disappointing. Very disappointing. No one's got more bleeding competition than London clubs. Right? I know that postal codes dictate where you can and can't take players from, yeah. but no one had more challenges than the Palaces, Millwalls, Brentfords, uh, Arsenals, Tottenham's, all of us in a very small catchment area. So the argument that the Birmingham are advancing is that we are challenged by the number of clubs. And it isn't just Aston Villa that are doing well. West Brom are up in the Premier League as well. So they're yeah. in the Midlands as well. Yeah. So they're competing against them too. But I'm sorry, that's part and parcel of football, which is bringing young players through. Didn't they just sell... Jude Bellingham for 30 million quid. That's Hasn't right. that, that just paid for the academy for 15 years? I know it's easy for me to sit on the outside now, not having to write a check out for it. 
But I did write a checkout for it for 10 years in a time when football didn't even have as much money as it has now. But when you wrote that checkout time after time, yeah. at any time during that no. period, no. did you think, cheese, we can't afford this? N- no, 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 never. No, never. I, I, I felt that sometimes the job wasn't being done well enough by the guys in the academy and I concentrated their minds about what my expectations of it were. But I never felt, I always felt it is, the, it is a sense checker. It's a temperature check. It's a blueprint for how a club really looks as if it's got all its facets all its windows whether it's the first team or the youth development or the marketing department every way you look at that football club has to be the best possible way to look at it and youth development and players coming through that want to play in your first team that represent value for the club but also respect the club they're coming through is invaluable and to say for a couple of million quid a year Mm. which quite frankly is probably one and a half players salary in the first team that you want to get rid of an academy I think is very very narrow minded Hello, I'm Laurie Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has been speaking to the media ahead of tonight's Champions League game with Michelin, live on TalkSport 2. With the absence of so many key players due to injury, a number of the youngsters at the club have had to step into first-team positions. Kloppy said they'd be lost without them. We had some problems injury-wise, that's clear. We, we, we lost top, top, top-class players. Virgil van Dijk's gone over. I thought you certainly caught by Pickford. He's actually down against receiving some treatment from the Liverpool physio as we speak. It's one door closed and another goes uh, opens up, and um, that's um, how it is. But then you still need the right kids to, to use, or the right players to use the chance, and um, how the boys did it. Yes, without them, we would have been lost, to be honest, without these boys. And um, thank God it worked out. It's um, The biggest part is obviously that they really are ready for it. Is uh, They are the biggest reason for it. But Vitor, Myers and um, Matos and, um, and, and Pep Linders are really close to that group. Before they join us, they were really well prepared. And um, that's good. And uh, you, that's why we could use them in the way we use them. Sunderland have appointed former Bristol City boss Lee Johnson as head coach. The man himself told Jim Wett that he's relishing the challenge. I think that my job on a football front is, of course, to carry that pressure. I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, That's what I thrive on. And that's what sort of wakes you up and gets you up and gets you going in the morning. So in terms of the players, I suppose it's to be able to bring out their best game, almost reduce that intensity that can come with a big club in the northeast like Sunderland and allow them to be as creative as possible. On the river where they used to build the boats By the harbour wall, the place you love the most I think that's the absolute beauty of it for me is that all I see is potential. You know, I see the potential, like I said, in the academy. I see the potential in the league position. I see the potential just in the sheer velocity and, and size of the club. So I'm privileged and honoured to be given this job. And all I want to do is work as hard as I possibly can and with a lot of skill and a lot of will to try and, um, like I say, nurture and drive the club forward. <laughs> And we finish with Hawksby and Rushton talking namesakes. 
before social media, just having a famous name was not an issue. But when that, that person of note then does something that, that's worthy of people having a pop at them. I mean, it's a bit like um, Chris Hoy. Remember, he used to get inundated with abuse for <laughs> poor refereeing performances. Well, well Charlie Baker... Uh, shares the name of the governor of Massachusetts. So quite often he gets some really sort of high-end political What abuse. are you going to do about my drains? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. What's happening uh, on the Upper East Side? And Charlie Baker has to, uh, has to fix it. Uh, Jason Bourne, of course, works here, says no one ever brings it up with me. Yeah. And, uh, Richard Wilson says... <laughs> well, at least that's a fictional character. Being named after a fictional character, Jason, is one thing. But being re- re- named after a... A real person. I mean, it must. Um, do you mess with it? I mean, I don't. I'm just trying to think of one at the moment where you could you could change it slightly so to take people off the scent. You know, do you right. know what I mean? Well, if they're, uh, I, 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 you know, something at the top of my head, I cannot actually think. Oh, think if of someone, one fictional if character. I cannot think of one. This does not bode character. well for the next three hours. That I can't think of any you know fictional character. The first one that came into my head was Baloo from the Jungle Book, so I obviously, <laughs> I'm not, not on form. Bring back Andy, seriously. Yes. Eric Jemba Jemba's been in touch. <laughs> from, he lives in Tottenham. <laughs> Says it's a nightmare for him. Uh, although he slightly ruins it by saying, thanks, Mark in Tottenham. So, <laughs> that slightly kills it, of course. But, uh, yeah, we're with you. You're being humourable, Stuart Pierce would no doubt say. Yeah. Ed Draper, the broadcaster, my dad's called Mark Draper. A lot of villa gags growing oh, up. Yeah. Oh, Notts County that, as well. There can't be that it. many Mark Draper-based gags, can yeah. there? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Save I'm, it for the weekend. The, the amount of comedians I'm working from the Mark <laughs> Draper book tonight, so do bear with me. Now, just a reminder that tonight on TalkSport 2 at 5 to 6, Mitchell and take on Liverpool in the Champions League. Coverage begins at 10 to 6. Commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Ray Houghton. Also on TalkSport 2 at 7.45, Norwich take on Nottingham Forest in the Championship. Commentary from Ian Danter and Courtney Sweetman-Kirk. That's it. I'm back on the Sports Bar on TalkSport from 10 o'clock, taking your calls tonight off the Champions League games. There'll be another one of these TalkSport's daily potties out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.